welcome to the American Dad Podcast. Yay! Today is the season finale episode of season two. We did it! Where we announced the... Number one of season two. <laughs> the number one episode of season two. And after this, we'll be taking a little hiatus because we need to watch and determine the top five episodes of season three, so... So later, sucksters. <laughs> we need a break. <laughs> Maybe if we got paid, we'd work harder. <laughs> <laughs> Before we announce the winner of, of season two, of season two, we have three awards to give out today because we have only done two so far. The first award, Beatrice, Beyonce, and the pride of the hive, Queen Jamie B. Curtis. The winner for best B-plot in season two goes to... The underappreciated B-plot. Yeah. And the winner is... Roger and me. Woo! Big winner. For Haley and Steve destroying two hot people's lives (laughs) because they're attracted to them. I'm out. Yeah, me too. It's pretty much like the most memorable Steve and Haley episode Mm -hmm. for me other than LGBT Steve. There's really only a handful of them where they work together. The next award (gasps) is it's all chorus and I won't be a part of it. Pop it up. Pop it up. Pop it up. Give me some of that Franny Franny. Give me some of that Franny Franny. Give me, all right, enough of that. It's clearly all chorus, and I won't be a part of it. It's Best not, musical sequence. Not just goofy awards. We're giving stuff out for song and dance. We appreciate the arts. Bitch. I would have nominated one of the Stand of Arabia songs. And Arabia. You see where I'm going with this. Thing. But there's no time for that because we won't have any nominees and strike that from the record. Don't listen to it. And the lady. <laughs> if it were qualified as best original song, maybe it would have won. But it is not. And the winner for It's All Chorus and I Won't Be a Part of It. <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now <laughs> by Queen. <laughs> In the episode Roger and Me. Why you suck on that, Seth MacFarlane? Stan and Roger are... Partying in Atlantic City in a limo. And also, you wonder how much it cost them. Yeah, I I am very curious, rights wise. Mm-hmm. Getting a quaint. Ugh. The it- next award is for Roger's Squirt Squirt Best Best episode. Squirt Squirt Best Best. Squirt Squirt Best Best. The best Roger episode of season two. Roger's Squirt Squirt Best Best episode goes to Roger and me. (laughs) This is the first time I feel like that Roger is himself. The Roger that you know from later seasons. The kind of Roger that's really petty. He's quick to break out a scene. And he's also super clingy, which is a rarity in season two. Most of the time, Roger's been stuck in the house and other kind of bullshit that... Right, this is a Roger who wills his way about the world and whatever he wants to do, he just does it. No yeah. one tells him no. He and rapes Stan and a doctor <laughs> in this episode. He begins his rape spree. 
All right. So the reason that we chose the episode that we did choose. The number one best episode of season two. It's just a, it's, it's a perfect episode. I can't, when I, when I watch it, there's no scene that drags. You can watch it over and over and it's good every time. Yeah. Everybody's coming into their own in this episode. Right. It's really fun. Wall, wall. The number one episode of season two is... I'm getting tired of this. Roger and me. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Who would have thought? It came out of nowhere. I didn't see it. I was was taken aback. I was totally surprised. Bamboozled. This is going to be fun. Really looking forward to this. Okay. Just A plot, because we've already discussed the B plot. Kalalo! Dramatic sting! That was terrible. Roger and Stan bond. Stan's not into it. Anally. Roger is into it. And they hurt Francine. They have to fix her. Yay. Not there we it. go. Fix her upper. Okay, go Tommy ahead. and Deborah. Watch 2000. Okay, Paul. Tell me what Toby was doing in this episode. Toby's in the damn episode. He's in Atlantic City. Toby's with a woman at Mud Wrestling. What woman? A woman. I don't know who it is. It's, what does she look like? You only see the back of her head. Do you only see the back of Toby's head? Yes, but it's totally Toby. Oh my God, it's not even Toby. It is definitely Toby. He's got You're this, reaching. I'm reaching <laughs> a little bit, but it's Toby. I, my heart sung out. It's Toby. Okay, what about Deborah? Never. Not even a little bit. She's not in it. So I Deborah looked, is in the episode. Bullshit. Deborah made a wish. <laughs> A la Tom Hanks and Big <laughs> and became a blow up sex doll so she could be included in Stan's bachelor party. And then she is left deflated at the hospital by Stan Roger. That is racist. That's a racist <laughs> idea. Isn't it her with. same haircut or isn't okay, it? So, yes. It's just her way of sneaking in to the number one episode of they season two. They murdered Deborah in this episode. They did decapitate Deborah with a ladder. <laughs> I feel like Deborah would insist, though, on a mustard something. Right. Yeah. It is her favorite color. She's an odd flavor. Okay. Either Deborah wasn't in this episode or, at all, or Deborah was a blow up Asian sex doll. I prefer the blow up Asian sex doll in every facet of my life. Toby and Deborah watch 2000. All right. The next episode, next episode, the next segment is called A Box of Flip Flops So the Girls Could Dance. Which is basically just Small details that ultimately made it the most beautiful day of my life. I'd love to tell you my box of flip flops so the girls can dance. Mine is that Steve could grow to be a world class DJ. Also, he could back up dance for himself. Right. He's live mixing. <laughs> a breakup phone track. Did you get it? Got it. Hello? Jim. Who's Jim? I can't wait to massage your Brazilian crank. Meet me at three at the of the park. I'm leaving Miles. Seems like he's showing off. He doesn't have to. He leaves a message on the machine. He could have pre-made this whole message mm-hmm. and just played it on the machine. Well, they didn't know that Miles wasn't going to answer. Okay, what's your box of flip-flops? My box of flops is Roger's annoying sweater act will be used against him later in the Hurricane episode. Yeah, say, could I get that sweatshirt back from you? It looks pretty nasty out there. Maybe I could just wear it and give it back to you next time. 
Yeah, it's just, it's kind of my favorite, you know, from college. I'll wash it for you. I just want to wear it for a while. <sighs> it smells like us. <sighs> He's trying to get away. He's <laughs> oh, in this episode is not a sweater. It's a, it's a federal booby inspector t-shirt. Oh, yeah, I guess it's a t-shirt. Can I uh, have my shirt back? Oh, boo, it's so comfy. Tell you what, why don't I give it back to you after I wash it? My box of flip-flops is Barb Hansen makes her reappearance with a hook hand and Captain Monty, who also has already had a hook hand, but I don't think that he lost his hand at Abba Grabe. He was born with Borrowing a hook a hand. Borrowing a napkin. <laughs> they bonded over missing hands right. and replacing them with hooks. <laughs> yeah. It's the choice that they've made. That's true. She didn't get a fake hand. She decided to get a hook for some reason. It's class here. Maybe it's because Abu Ghraib made her... Uh, oh, you need a weapon. Tougher. Right. It, it toughened her up. She was like, fuck the hand modeling, and uh, I'm going to have a hook, and no one's going to hurt me ever again. Shiv anybody in there. Or it's just because they had not great health care at Abu Ghraib, <laughs> and they're like, this is all we have. Have a box of rusty hooks. Here you go. She was detained illegally. <laughs> she got out of Abu Ghraib somehow. And they didn't have to pay her anything because she's still going on game shows trying to make a little money. And Stan, who led the coup to get her kicked in Abu Ghraib, sees her sitting right next to him 10 feet away. Yeah, she has like a Vietnam flashback when she yeah, sees him. Yeah, she should be upset with Stan. <laughs> she lost a hand in her whole real estate she, career. We should have seen her just stab Stan right in the yeah. neck. <laughs> Cannon fodder. Stan, this is a high five truth. Boom. All right, so my piece of cannon fodder. A gay cannon. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> my cannon fodder is that Francine has been a stripper before. Uh, I don't know if it's ever been explicitly stated. No, she's just been like a groupie up yeah. to this point. But she was a stripper before she met Stan, I assume. Yeah, she was like a 17-year-old stripper. It's a really good story for the writers to be putting out there. <laughs> it's gross. Francine says, Then sometimes when you're on the floor with another girl, guys will throw money, then pick it up and throw the same singles out there again. Like I'm an idiot. Like I don't have peripheral vision. Imagine that you're a stripper, Paul. Okay, yeah. I've got the legs for it. You're having to crawl around on all fours. Oh, that sounds awful. Balls in the air. I don't know. No, I am a female. <laughs> like a cat. All right. Black velvet's playing in the background. Right. You're mm-hmm. you're crawling around the floor naked on this disgusting platform. Nope. Pass. And guys are throwing dollar bills at you, and then they're grabbing up those same dollars, which already piss you off yeah, because no. they're trying to take away your money. And then they're throwing those same dollar bills back at you and expecting you to like be thankful to them. No, because it blends two of my worst habits, which is being cheap and then loving to tattle on people. <laughs> so I would, someone would beat their ass. You can't stop being sexy, though. I can stop being sexy. I've done it for 30 years If now. a stripper does something that somebody doesn't approve of, can they take their money back? <laughs> I assume that you'll get beat up at a, a real strip club if you do that. Barb Hansen come over there and put a hook right through yeah. your hand. Just imagining me in the film Showgirls. Ew. Putting ice on my nips. So Francine's been a stripper. That's canon. Boom. Who's next? Uh, Francine has had to learn how to talk again from scratch. 
her rendition of ball as <laughs> what's this one mom that's right ball her eyes are looking in two different directions at that point but during the scene in the hot tub roger's eyes go crossed a couple of times and it's really <laughs> cute when he's uh, telling Stan. Only best friends can do it, and it, it bonds you for life. My cannon fodder. I'm so happy you asked. <laughs> My cannon fodder is that Roger can learn anything from anyone with a butthole. <laughs> we, we should talk about the sort of gray rape, grape that's happened. Gray in this rape? Episode. <laughs> Never heard of this gray rape. Is it because Roger's gray? Uh, no, it's because Stan consented. But Stan feels raped. Yeah. Or yes. at least he feels regretful about having consented to do something he didn't, he would not have done if he were sober. This episode is not an advertisement for Takati. The rape beer. <laughs> ah, but to have a Takati. And I'm pretty sure Stan understood what he was consenting to because Roger said it's a probe thing. It's, it's kind of a probe thing. Whatever, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then Stan said, do it to me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It, it might be a little intense. <laughs> do it to me. And then Stan quickly comes over there right and then he turns around. So it seems like every step of the way until he starts feeling Roger's finger on his butthole, he's just he not, understands what he's he's consenting to. He's not expecting it to be quite so deep. But just when he surface. says, wait a second, like, wait a second, maybe this isn't... Does that make it rape at that point? I think you have to say stop. Not it's like enough. a magic word. It's got to be stop. It's got to yeah. be stop That's... and you got to ring a bell. No, wait. I think if somebody said, hey, no, wait a... Does he say no? Does he say no? Mm. Ah, I don't want to mess things up. How, how would this mess things up? It's only going to make things better. You think so? I, I, I do. I really do. Well, okay, let's do this. Oh, wait, you know, you know, this may be a little too, uh, oh, 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 say, can you see? You got to just say no. It's same with drugs. It doesn't seem to me, though, that Stan is so upset about being raped as he is upset that he did something kind of (laughs) gay. Right? And maybe that he did something with Roger and that... Before, just before the beginning of the episode, he said, I often imagine killing you. There's a part of him that can't imagine liking Roger, especially not enough to let Roger, you know, winkle his little (laughs) finger up there. (laughs) Roger's got long fingers, too. Yeah, it's a real problem. He's got some real kill bosses. You don't know what happens during the probing. Like, does it expand and get bigger? (laughs) Like I was being sawn in half. (laughs) Um, I think with Stan, the problem is just the clinginess. He's Roger, got no problem with gay stuff. No, Stan's I think he had. Stuff. I think that Stan had a problem with it being gay. Well, like later on, I think Stan that that's dresses why he's, up as a girl, and like during that whole "Tonight We Are Young" montage, he like falls in love with a. First kid. of all, that's way way later. Yeah, still the Secondly, same. Secondly, it's not the same Stan. Secondly. We're talking about like the way that Stan reacts to it and the way that he's like really embarrassed for f- the idea that Francine could possibly find out that this happened. I think it's just any cheating. I don't think that it's because of the cheating. I think that Stan has gay stuff. As, as 
obviously, obviously Stan has an aversion to being thought of as gay or having done gay things. And I think that's why he's really upset when, um, Roger says like, you were right. We was, it was totally right for us to do it. I am super glad we did that. Here I sit beaten. You've won your argument. No, I think that Francine is the least of Stan's worries. He's mostly, <laughs> he would be ashamed to tell anyone. Right. He's a, he's ashamed just to know that it happened. He let Roger go all the way with him. Right. Okay. <laughs> so on to Roger's best moment. Clack, clack, best, best. Get ready, my Tommy is your nest, because I'm stepping in the best. Ah, yes. Moment. What's Roger's best episode? So what's the best of the best? Yeah, what's Roger's best moment in this best episode? Roger's best moment is clearly Stan arrives in Atlantic City and opens his suitcase. Roger pops out and then promptly starts to beg for his life. <laughs> <laughs> or he has to beg for his life because Stan's got a gun in his face. But the whole scene is very uh Roger Rabbit. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> where he pops out and he's like, ta-da! <laughs> Please. Surprise! Look in your heart. I, I couldn't help it. It's my nature. Somebody hands me an angle, I play it. I don't deserve to die for that. Do you think I do? I'm praying to you. I can't die. I can't die out here in the woods. Roger Rabbit mashup. That's what we need. Robber Rabbit. I can't say Roger. Yeah. Roger Rabbit. Roger. I like I like that the Roger implicitly doesn't take Stan pointing the gun at him seriously, mm-hmm. and that all of it is just a misdirection for him to just do a dramatic scene. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? It's from my favorite movie, Miller's Crossing. Bravo, Joel and Ethan Cohen. I mean, there are some proud parents, huh? Some nachas for the Cohens. That's just that's classic Roger. He's cavalier <laughs> enough. To in this moment when someone's well, pointing a gun at him to do a scene from a movie. Time right. perform. We find out later that this is one of the things that Stan really loves about him. This could be the reason that Stan <laughs> let him into his pants. <laughs> because later when Roger's cheating on the family and he comes back and he's reading the fake letter. He's like, I thought that was going to be too much, but it was just right. <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's a part I think will get you. Without you, I'm a butterfly who can't find the breeze to carry it. God, I thought that was too much, but now that I hear it, it's just right. I can't hold it in anymore. I missed this. What are you talking about? This, him, the non-existent letters. There's nothing written on this. That's all off the top of his head. I missed this silly son of a bitch. Right, do you check the letter? There's nothing written on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just improvised the whole thing. Oh, so my nomination for Roger's best moment is Roger's Glenn Close moment from the movie Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. From the movie Glenn Close? From the movie Close Encounters of a Glenn Close. <laughs> Fatal Attraction, where he says, I will not be ignored, Stan! Yeah, that's a classic line. I think that we use that one. I will not be ignored, Stan. Yeah, <laughs> we use that one. It's The original line was, I will not be ignored, Dan. So pretty good. 
pretty close. And go ahead, Paul. What's yours? My best moment for Rogers when he cheers up Stan in the limo. Cheer up, Stan. Hey, watch this. So, uh, driver, you been doing this for a long time? Actually, my wife and I just moved out here. There he is. Think about it in the context of what eventually happens. This is like the moments where Roger is wooing Stan. Yeah, I like that this is basically what does it for Stan. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody, I identify with Stan in this moment. Because if somebody did this to someone, to a taxi, <laughs> to a limo driver, they would win me over too. I love you. I would be like, well, that's pretty good. Hey, watch this, watch this. Think we can get two? Sorry, my finger hit the button by accident. What were you saying? Oh, that's okay. I was saying when my wife and I first moved out here. <laughs> what other movie have you seen where the guy is winning over the girl that has ever been that good? As good as that Tiny scene. No, I don't have anything for you. Roger is the best leading man in a romantic <laughs> comedy. That'll be an award for next season. Okay, next segment is potent quotables. For 300. Steve, do you know who said, I can resist anything but temptation? Um, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> it was Oscar Wilde. Oh, gosh. All right, my potent quotable is when <laughs> my potent quotable is when Steve is checking out his boy goods. That's the fifth pair you've tried on. I want to see how my boy goods look in yellow. He says sold. Oh, yeah. Sold and sold. I just like it. A quote is supposed to be short, memorable, three words. The fact that you have to explain your choice makes it seem like it's not good. I don't know. I'm just really hurt What's right yours? now. <laughs> My favorite quote is also basically a Steve quote, but constructed by Steve, made by Yolanda. What's her name? Trudy. Trudy. Jesus, Yolanda. Trudy Lawrence. It's just like, why? No, it's a lame name. And she says through Steve, I can't wait to massage your Brazilian crank. <laughs> My favorite quote is, Stan and Roger are having a yard sale to try to raise money for Francine's operation, and a little old lady comes up and asks how much for the poodle salt and pepper shakers. How much for the porcelain poodles? $178,000. I may be back. <laughs> Stan is taking the approach that he can sell any one thing and make <laughs> enough money. All I have to do is sell one thing <laughs> for $178,000. I like how... It seems so sincere when she says <laughs> She's really considering it. Yeah, she seems like she's really considering it. She's not just saying it to um, get out of there. No, that's a deal. This is an old lady that needs porcelain poodles. The next segment is refrigerator thoughts. Don't shoot! I didn't see anything! I'm blind! Oh, okay. Smith? Yeah? Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. You slept with my daughter. Wait a minute. That guy wasn't blind. He saw my gun. Damn it! My refrigerator thought is that on the show Best Buddies, they could have easily won if they had agreed to just go with what would Stan answer for every question. Mm -hmm. Whether Roger or, Steve or Stan or Roger or whatever. <laughs> whether Roger or Stan is answering, just answer the Stan answer. Right. And then you win. You win Because everything. I'm fairly sure they wouldn't use the same questions for both of them. Otherwise, theoretically, you could 
say the same thing. You could be like, oh, both yeah. of our movies, favorite movies are this thing. And you could just copy the answers that you've already had and agree basically to cheat. And they have a little bit of time between rounds. They, they exchange some words mm-hmm. and it had to have occurred to Roger. Right. To just All tell the- Stan, okay, just answer what you would answer and I'll just answer that. Right. The whole best buddies thing, it's sort of like the Indiana Jones plot thing where it, it amounts to nothing. They right. don't get money out of it. They set it up at the beginning of the episode. They go to the best buddies. They make no money out of it. Mm-hmm. My refrigerator thought is that Roger lied to Stan. Roger has probed someone. He probed Kurt. Kurt even kept a picture of his jeans with the butthole blown out. <laughs> so I don't know why he's lying to Stan, but he's lying to Stan. He's done that finger trick to other people. Right, unless he just straight up raped Kurt. <laughs> And then he burned his celica, though? That's messed up. <laughs> That's too much to do to one human. I think he probed. Okay, maybe he did rape him. <laughs> it depends on if you believe that Roger's first was with Stan, which I don't know. No, Roger's Roger, not There's the another believable. quote that Roger has. He's like, oh, boy, I think I raped a guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my refrigerator thought is, where the hell is Jeff? <laughs> Why is Haley ruining men's lives trying to get with them? Haley takes a moment every once in a while to consider maybe not being with Jeff. And Jeff's okay with that. Yeah. Every once in a while, the spell wears off and she's like, why am I with Jeff? Jeff Final thoughts. Dad is gone. And we're not going home ever again. My final thought. You did? No, wait. My final. My final thought mm. is the girl who plays Trudy is Jenny Garth. Oh, good for her. Who was known for starring as Kelly Taylor in 90210. Miles is played by her ex-husband, but at the time was her husband, Peter Fascinelli. Yeah. Who played Carlisle in the Twilight <laughs> movies. That was, I didn't think. And who was also in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. What's his name, Steve? Mike Dexter. Mike Dexter is a god. I didn't know that Carlisle from Twilight was in anything because he doesn't seem like a great actor. He's so bland. Is Carlisle the meathead one? No, Carlisle is the dad. Uh, The main dad one. Yeah, the doctor dad. But they were married at the time. They met while working on a movie called An Unfinished Affair. Mm. There is a college teacher whose wife is diagnosed with cancer, and he kind of pulls a John Edwards. (laughs) He starts a short-lived affair with Sheila Hart, who is Jenny Garth, Mm. one of his art students, and then he regrets his actions and ends the affair immediately, but she's not willing to accept she's no longer his mistress. Determined to win him back, she starts to terrorize him, even going as far as dating his son, Rick, to make him jealous. And Rick is played by Peter Fascinelli. So oh. also a reference to the show itself. That's pretty cool. She will not be ignored, Stan. Did they replace Francine with a clone and then they had to teach that clone how to speak? Yes. Yes, everything you've said is true. Maybe while Roger was doing the surgery, Stan was in there with him. Francine died almost immediately. Right. He killed her like right off the bat. And then Stan decided to bring in a clone. 
and said, all right, we can just start. I think it's scratch. a clone. And here's why I think it's a clone. I don't think that Stan, I don't think that Roger could perform brain surgery on Francine without shaving her head. Holy crap. There it is. Two weeks later. I got, I got nothing. That's blew it up for me. And nobody in that house is going to teach her how to speak. There's nobody in that house. They got time for her? No. Later in Shallow Valves, he says Alzheimer's runs in his family. And she says he'll be dealing with that solo. <laughs> they have to vacation goo all of the memories into her once she can kind of like retain memories. <laughs> once the clone is out of the larva stage. Oh, yeah, shit. We didn't talk about Klaus at all. So Klaus <laughs> being just sad and put down and what are you going to do, your stupid fish? <laughs> Ooh, can I help? How could you help? You're a fish. Oh, okay. And leaving him alone to cry. When he's everyone's punching bag, that's him at his funniest. We're just out of nowhere. Roger will just punt him into a tree or right. something. I would like to see more episodes where Klaus is like full on bonkers delusional. <laughs> Where he's like making noises and shit? No, just where he has like his own storyline that he thinks, or just he's misinterpreting the family's motives and like what's going on. So he sees little bits of the things, and then there's like a third context to the plot that's happening through Klaus's eyes. Right. There's a there's a point of view through which Klaus is driving the plot, but he's actually not at all. This is the end of season two. We will be back in probably a couple weeks. Same format, top five, counting down or counting up right. to the best of season three. And if you have any suggestions for awards or segments, you can go to our Instagram at Best of American Dad and leave a comment on any of the, I would suggest, one of the podcast promos because those are the least popular and I'll be the most likely to see them. Who are we kidding? I was going to say something like, but you're not going to comment. We can't depend on you <laughs> to do anything. We try. We can and we can't. We beg well, you guys I mean, to I stop say... leaving slightly racist, sad comments on our Instagram <laughs> and talk about this fucking podcast. Just give us a little bit or we're going to stop. We're going to end it all. <laughs> we'll see you on season three. We're super pumped for it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah, season two, big winner, Roger and me. Tell your friends if you can make some. I can stop being sexy. I've done it for a 17-year-old stripper with a butthole. I prefer the blow-up Asian sex doll. With the butthole blown out. It's the same with gay stuff. Here I sit, beaten as boy goods. I just like it. You got some real kill bosses. It came out of nowhere. My heart sung out. It was supposed to be short, memorable. Not expecting it to be quite so deep. And strike that from the record. Don't listen to it.